Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Hopefully Monty can find somebody who can shoot it like Tyler Hero. Or at least maybe one, maybe two, who knows. Monty Patel joining us in the studio. He is the head coach for the Arkansas TBT team. TBT team. Yeah, TBT team. Because uh, it's like the T is the, so you got to not say the, but T is tournament, not team, so the TBT team. Anyway, it's very confusing. Monty, good to see you, buddy. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm awesome. I didn't realize you guys were leaving today for uh, the start of the tournament. Made special time for you. Buddy, I appreciate that. I mean, what else are you going to do the next couple hours? You're going to be sitting around nervous anyway, so why not? Sitting around at the airport. It's either hanging out at the radio or start drinking, so this is probably a better move for you as the head coach. Probably a better move. So who is on the Arkansas team this year? Well, actually, let's start more broad, more 36,000 feet view here. What is the tournament, for those who aren't familiar, what are you playing for and how does it work? Um, Million-dollar tournament on ESPN, family of that works. Um, Winner take all, 64 teams, March Madness style. Okay. All professionals. Single elimination. Single elimination. Wow. Get nothing if you lose. You don't get a dime. You don't get anything. Now, yeah. it's a good showcase for the professionals. So, like, some people go summer league and, and try to showcase there, and then some people go to TBT, and then they'll showcase there, mm-hmm. and people pick up contracts at TBT to go overseas. So give me an idea. What's Who's on this roster? There are a lot of familiar names, for sure. Familiar names people will be people will know. Sonny Weems is uh, planning to play right now. Um, just body, everything, see how it holds up. Courtney Fortson looked great at practice. Um, Jimmy Witt. Um, Trey Wade added some youngsters to it. Uh, C.J. Jones, Hunter Mickelson, uh, Spencer Reeves. We we lost him to a shoulder injury. Um, older brother of Austin Reeves, um, Karan Ross from Jonesboro. So we got some familiar faces and a few out of state guys. What's up with Trey's uh, football dreams? Couldn't tell you. I know he's looking at a professional basketball career right now overseas. Don't know where, but I know this will potentially help him, and that's what I'm happy about. How did you get in the position you're in? Dumb luck. Um, there was just no way. I, I still don't understand who thought it was a good idea to put me as the head coach of this. But, I mean, after the NCAA tournament last year, when um, Arkansas first made the Elite Eight with uh, Debo being a freshman, you know, I went down there and just was meeting and greeting. And then on the way back, uh, Keith Kelly, or Keith Kelly, yeah, Keith Kelly asked me if, um, if I wanted to be the head coach. And I thought he was joking. So I said, sure, why not? And then he was actually being serious and it was actually a real person and not one of my friends fooling with me. Um, so then after that, I was very curious if, um, if I was qualified to do it. But, you know, Hunter Mickelson and I have been friends for years and, you know, I've followed his career as well. So I asked Hunter, I said, hey, aren't you on this team? He said, yeah, I am. Why? And I was like, I think I'm the head coach. And he's like, really? I was like, can I do it? He said, do you know anything about basketball? I said, a little bit. He said, you'll be fine. And then <laughs> after that, I just kind of remember doing this in intramurals, just recruiting people here and there because I just hated to lose in college and hated to lose just ever. So when I went through intramurals, I just six degrees of separation to everybody. And now we figure out how connected we really are when it comes to trying to find players. You got some good guards. Is the the big man, is that the, the weakness on this team? Um, TBT had told me, because we, we were looking for very, very strong bigs. Um, but TBT told me everyone was struggling to find bigs. But, I mean, actually, Hunter had an incredible season overseas. He um, easily could have stayed and played overseas again another year and he was, like, peaking at his career, he yeah. felt like. Um, so we're happy with him. We have uh, Jacob Lawrence. He uh, played at University of Central Missouri. He was a teammate of Spencer Reeves. So um, we you know, we have a 6'10", a couple 6'8". We're versatile. We have some, some slower guys that can guard the bigger players. 
we got some faster guys that can guard the faster players, so we should be able to match up well. How do you scout? How do you know who else is out there and that you're going to potentially play? Um, one, I have a great staff. Um, you know, Coach Carter Vance, he does a lot for us in the scouting. Uh, Coach Witters and Coach Yates, they're all helping out in any way they can. But Coach Carter's been leading the scout uh, on our first game and pull up college tape, pull up professional tape. Um, there's statistics online for all these guys that are fairly accurate. Um, and just put it together and – Say, hey, here's more personnel base versus schematics. Yeah. And typically, how long have these guys played together? Is it kind of like y'all? You're just sort of putting a group together and then you guys have a few practices and you roll it out there? I think the most I've heard, I know last year, we'll take last year just because we did win that game so I can talk a little crap. Um, we played the Fort Worth uh, Funk team. Um, it was a TCU alumni team. They practiced for a month. We practiced for three days and came in and got the dub and walked out. <laughs> so it just, some of it's dumb luck. Some of it is, is you just have better players. Yeah. You guys play quarters? I mean, is it play like international quarters. type of rules, or how, what is it? So they do college basketball rules, but they um, they do FIBA goaltending, so you can goaltend one, once it hits the rim. I love that. And then the Elam ending, which is the spin on everything. So every single game, all the games that play throughout the tournament, all end on a game winner. So if the winning team, for example, if, if uh, the clock turns off, when that turns off, and the score is 90 to 80, they had eight points to the winning team's score. So 98 is what both teams have to reach. One team has to get 18, the other team has to get eight. And it makes it more fun because now it's really crunch time. Every possession matters, every bucket matters. You don't want to give up a run and get tight. Um, And then once you get to that 98 or over, you win. That's cool. What did you learn from last year? Um, Some of it was strategy of how to play in the Elon part of it, Um, clock management of that side. Um, we've been talking about it just in a group message for the last year of just things we could have done better. Um, a lot of things you can't pick up unless you watch film. And, you know, after we lost last year, I'm competitive. I got home at 2 a.m. and watched film and saw some things that I was very frustrated by. Um, and so to us, it was more where do we fix our roster? How do we improve? Last year we went from a six seed to this year we're a two seed. So I know personnel-wise and just quality of players, we improved. Can you add players? We can. Team? We can. Um, we can. After the deadline, which was in June, you have to pay a thousand dollars per player. After the next three games, say we win the next three games, we can add players for up to two thousand dollars. But once that last game, that's that game starts, you're done. So, I mean, right now, like we're hoping Dusty Hannes can make it back from summer league. He's over there, and if he does, then we could potentially have him by Sunday or Tuesday because um, he is on the roster. But of course, you know, you want to wish people well on their journeys and hope that you know the nba dream works out so he's already you already have him on your roster we already have him on our roster he just wasn't able to make training camp because he's been at summer league with the milwaukee bucks what's the max number of people on the roster how much money do you have but i mean what do you what you can have as many guys you want if you pay for it 50 if you want to pay for forty thousand of it seems like a lot that's a lot of of money yeah it really is it'd be hard to manage a lot lot less of a split so. so so they don't give you anything if you don't win they give you nothing, including and experience and a high five, ex- including <laughs> travel and all that. So, how do you pay for all the expenses? Oh, we've been fundraising. We've been fundraising like crazy. Um, so, you know, last year it was very stressful because we nickel and dimed everyone, and I didn't want to just nickel and dime. I know these are hard times. COVID, you know, we're post COVID now. Um, the biggest thing for me was, hey, how do I find money in the most efficient way? And then I finally, it finally just hit me, and I don't know why it took me so long. Put together a team. I mean, the Razorback faithful is very loyal. They want to be involved. Who can I figure out that would want to do stuff for free? And so, you know, um, Siva, she's a personality on Twitter that a lot of Razorback fans usually know. Um, she's been a friend of mine since high school. I said, Siva, you want to join Team Arkansas? She's like, yeah, doing what? 
It's like everything that I don't want to do and everything that you can help me with. And she's been incredible putting together our social media. Fundraising and promotion. Fundraising. Yep. And so she's, you know, nickel and dime people, but for big chunks. Um, you know, they say average TBT budget is 20000 because you have to cover the hotels, the flights. Um, some people cover food. So it's like a professional AAU team in some sense, mm-hmm. except, you know, for the short end. And these guys probably are a little more high maintenance than, you know, 15-year-olds. So give me a, a breakdown. So 64 teams, I mean, we can do the math on the number of games you'd have to win to get there. So Eight. you're, you're going to start in uh, you're going to start in Omaha, and how many games will you play there? And is it always one location, or when do you move on from a regional? So we're, we're in regionals. Um, we'll have to win three games in Omaha. Then we can get to the Elite Eight in Wichita. Then the final four will be in Dayton. Okay. And so got to win each game to get there. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Who is the favorite to win your regional? Um, people have the Gutter Cat team uh, as the number one seed, but if you ask a lot of the analysts, they have us coming out of it, which is somewhat nerve-wracking. And, and me, I just think of us as the underdog the whole time. I don't want to actually think about if we win it or not. I just want to get going. What is it about the team that people see that make them the favorite out of this regional, you think? Just the decorated careers guys have. I mean, they have guys like Kyle Hines, who is an incredible overseas EuroLeague champion. Uh, Tyrese Rice, very decorated career. Um, even Michael Rowe, who a lot of people aren't familiar with, but he was a backup on UCLA's teams with Russell Westbrook, Aaron Aflalo, and he could never just get steady minutes up until his senior year, but has carved out an incredible pro career. So they have a lot of very well-respected guys on that team that are tough to play. Do you know other guys that are confirmed for the tournament that would be well-known, I mean, for our listeners? Um I have to think about that. I mean, are there regionals all over the country, too? There's, I mean, New Mexico, Dayton, um, Wichita, us, Rucker Park. They're playing at Rucker Park. Oh, that's cool. I mean, um, trying to think, is there anyone you could think of? Cincinnati is another one. Um, best player, and I'm Eric Devendorf. He was a really good player in it. Uh, played at Syracuse. He was in that uh, six-overtime game versus Georgetown years ago. Fun player to watch. They actually won it last year. Um, What's the split? Just depends what every team what does. Well, I, honestly, we haven't even thought about it. If and when it gets to that point, then we'll say, okay, who's getting what? Who's contributed the most? Where do we need? And what can also be beneficial for Team Arkansas? Obviously, you want to have some money back to operate, so where you don't have to fundraise. Or if you do want to fundraise, now it's a a bigger ask because now people really want the team. How much are these guys playing for a lottery ticket, and how much are they playing for exposure? Uh, more for exposure, I think. I mean, you know. Everyone believes they can win because every player and you know and every coach they all think they're better than they are, including myself. But at the same time, it's like, hey, we know we have talent. We are considered a top eight team in the tournament, so why not say, hey, we have a chance at it? Which we do. I mean, Sonny Weems, people don't realize, even after he left the NBA, he was making a incredible amount of money overseas in China. But he just fell in love with the culture that he stayed. He had people calling for NBA contracts all the time. Um, Courtney Fortson as well. I mean, he he was one of the first few players to go over to China. Courtney and Sonny, which is crazy, are the number one and number two people in China to have a, a shoe named after them. Courtney was number one and then mm-hmm. paved the way, and Sonny was the second one to have their own shoes. Huh. Are they still playing in China? Or Sonny, Sonny is. Sonny is. Uh, COVID cut Courtney short, so once COVID happened, Courtney didn't go back and hasn't gone back yet. So he's really itching to go back and play professional basketball time willing we're talking to monty patel for just tuning in head coach for arkansas's tbt team 
Again, still thrown off with that. Uh, what's uh, what's the schedule? So you're leaving today. When's your first game, and then where can we watch if it's possible? We play 1 p.m. Saturday Central Time on ESPN three. If it rains in New York, we'll be on ESPN two. Oh, buddy, hoping, let's pray hoping for, for some rain. <laughs> all right, I like that. And will all your games are gonna be on one of the ESPN. They should be. Outlets? Okay. They should be. As far as I know, um, I know if we make it to the third round game, we're on ESPN two. I want to say mm-hmm. um, the schedule kind of changes because. Um, I know TBT has told me before on the TV, just for us being able to share with the marketing side, that um, they end up getting more games closer to time because ESPN doesn't have really anything to air like during the dead times between football basketball. We're aware. You know, so <laughs> um, with that, that we could pick up more games. So, you know, don't freak out if we get flipped to ESPN 1, ESPN 2, or ESPN U at any point. That'd be awesome. So what? Uh, tell folks what you're doing outside of this. Um, so I just took over the head boys basketball job at East M, um, hiring out our staff. Um, East M has been very incredible about me coming over there. I, I got to pick my own staff. It's crazy because, you know, you're talking about high school jobs and high school teachers, but they had nine vacancies for me to go ahead and fill with anybody and everybody. So now it's especially on me on winning and losing here over the next five years of, you know, here's the staff I hired. How can we win? How can we develop our young athletes? So doing that, um, took over as director of Hoop Life. Um, for our AAU organization, so excited about that. So just, you know, a lot of basketball. Yeah, you're a busy dude. Mm. That's good. Not too busy for you. Well, I appreciate that. That's good. Well, we're wishing you guys the best. I think it would be awesome, and we'd love to see you make a deep run. No, I'd me- love to as well. You, you mentioned Devo earlier. How's he doing? How's the summer going for him? Uh, that boy's having a good time. He, You know, him and Nick are related in some way, um, so them being up there together is fun. You know, you see clips of him playing, and you want to go see more. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to see how they're doing the overseas games uh, when, on the tour they're doing. Um, I know Jimmy had mentioned this, and, you know, it would have been fun if, if he didn't mention it the last day of training camp, but he said, yeah, Muster's talking about scrimmaging us. And I was like, yeah, that would have been a lot of fun because I would have just sat there and just watched. Like, you know, <laughs> we have a chance this year. Arkansas's basketball is going to be incredible. I mean, what well, we're projected – Early, which I think they're these analysts, some of them are just very bad, but they project us as a three seed in the tournament. I'm like, you're looking at us at a top 12? I'm thinking we're a top five, top yeah. six team, but you know, we're Razorbacks. We think a little crazy. Let's see how the kids come together. Yeah. So you're blending a bunch of personalities together. What are some keys? Muscleman's obviously going through that and will be, it looks like, for every year for the next foreseeable future, I guess, here. <laughs> I mean, for, for us, here's the crazy thing is we're not getting kids for the most part. Even even you take we took Trey Wade and then we took uh, Matthew Wilson out of UAFS. He's the leading scorer in the Lone Star Conference. These are two guys that are coming off of good careers in college. They're now around professionals. You're talking about Sonny Weems and Courtney Fordson and even Dusty Hannes and Jalen Barford who have been professionals for a few years, so they know how to operate. All these guys that have played professional, they have a new sense of, okay, this is what I do for a living, so I have to be a certain way about my career. And so the rest of these guys come in and it falls the line. I mean, it's been a fun, fun training camp. We have been very competitive. We have been back and forth. I mean, these guys have gotten along well. You can tell some guys are making friends here and there. I get calls talking about, hey, shoot me so-and-so's number. Mm-hmm. I'm like, good, y'all are getting along. Y'all are enjoying yourselves. And for the most part in training camp, we didn't see any ego aside from, hey, I know what I'm really good at and I know what I'm really bad at. So what I'm really bad at, I need you to pick up the slack on. Gotcha. Christian has a question. Then we got to hit a break. Go ahead, buddy. Um. What is Jalen Barford doing now? Where has he been playing? So he was playing in Italy, I want to say is where it was. Where did he – Russia. He, yeah, he finished up in Russia. He's exactly left. like Italy. Yeah. He, he finished up one place and ended up going to Russia, I guess. He was in the Ukraine, I want to say, and then went over to Russia when all the stuff started going on. Oh, wow. So he'd been playing there this past year. Um, 
I guess no. he doesn't vape, or we would have heard about it by now. <laughs> no comment on that. I don't want to get in that. Um, but for Jalen, I mean, he's still playing professional basketball. He uh, They used him more as a point guard this year, from my understanding, overseas. Again, we didn't watch too much tape on our guys because we knew who we were going after for the most part. I mean, part of the thing we said as a staff is we want guys that are strictly professionals first. Right. Then we will fill holes with, you know, a guy like Trey Wade who is young and coming out but still very much in a learning phase of life and, you know, post-college, who knew what they wanted to do. Sure. And even Matthew Wilson, guys like that. So, you know, they're still playing. What are some of the teams to watch out for in this tournament? I know Overtime Elite's in there, and they have two potential lottery picks next year, but other than them. Um, overtime overtime has, uh, what, two draft picks on their team right Twins. now. Um, yes. People are like, you know, it's I'm not saying it's a gimmick, but people are putting in their brand of teams with, like, Overtime having theirs. The guys we play, the St. Louis, the guys, if you YouTube them, they have hundreds of thousands of views because they're a bunch of internet trolls, like basketball trolls. So everyone's kind of putting in their brand because it's still uh, TBT still wants it to be such an entertainment thing mm-hmm. for people to watch. So they don't want it just to be boring. I mean, you know, entertainment-wise, if we win a game or if for every team that does win a game afterwards, they have a bar that's brought out on the court and you're supposed to do a celebration and the team with the best celebration went pockets 10000 So they're trying to have all these different brands going. So, I mean, a bar? Yeah, a bar. EJ's Brandy. I'm doing a good sponsoring job for them right now. Um but, yeah, they're bringing a bar out. You can take a shot, and then you can uh, win this $10,000. So they're trying to do everything they can to make it this fun. Yeah, clearly. That sounds like a blast, I guess. That's the first thing I want to reach for after a uh, after a hard-fought <laughs> win. Um, well, listen, good luck, man. Safe travels. Appreciate you coming on, and keep us updated when you guys get to uh, Omaha. Appreciate you having me, man. All right, brother. 10-51, root for Arkansas. 1 o'clock Saturday, is that what you said? Yes. 1 o'clock Saturday. Okay. ESPN 3 or 2. We'll see.